Yeah, welcome back. This is episode, episode three, three with uh, Max Himmelrich, uh, UCLA grad from Florida, Dolphins fan, doing some cool stuff here in uh, LA on sustainability and creativity and uh, partnering with athletes. So uh, welcome to Second Home. Welcome to the Better Earth Podcast, episode yeah. three. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So uh, I think the way I found you is I got hit by a dope bottle ad while I yeah. was in Malibu. And, uh, you know, I'm always like following sustainability hashtags and different things. And I saw that and I was like, one, I'm looking for water bottles for our team Two, the design was dope. Yeah. And that's the company's name. So give us like a little background on like how these things like came into existence and, uh, you know, your little, your little story on why sustainability, sustainability makes so much sense in this kind of one-to-one -one model for dope bottle. Yeah. So, um, I grew up by the ocean, a little town called Delray Beach, Florida, which yep. is not so little anymore, but um, then moved out here to go to UCLA and kind of have always been by the ocean and kind of based, whether it's travel or where I live around that. And I think we take a lot of things for granted, you know, in sitting in places like this and being able to do things like we all do, things like having a reusable water bottle. And, you know, it kind of started with the tagline of like, we think reusable water bottles should be a birthright. Like you shouldn't have to spend forty, fifty dollars to get, you know, something that has like the double wall and the insulation and everything like that. So we wanted to start a company where wanted to do it as a nonprofit because a hundred percent of the proceeds, whether you're doing a collaboration or on the online store, whatever it is, goes back into subsidizing more bottles that go back into the community. So kind of creating that like people talk in sustainability a lot about a circular economy. Mm -hmm. This is like mm -hmm. our way of creating like the financial equivalent of a circular economy where money comes in and the money goes back into sustainability. You know, so that's kind of how we wanted to make sure that more communities were gaining access to reusable bottles. What made you choose water bottles of all the potential sustainability yeah. outlets? So I've always loved fashion and design and art. And, you know, like there's so many dope outlets for like what you guys are doing with solar. Like solar is a perfect example of a space where you can you can do well for yourselves and do well for the planet at the same time. Yeah. And for us, we were like, how can we use our background? We have a social media agency. So we have a ton of awesome artists on our team who like came up with this great branding and this whole thing. And so we're like, what's most conducive to our passion for style and for design. Mm -hmm. And when you look at sustainability, that was either going to be starting a sustainable clothing brand or doing water bottles. And the reason water bottles worked is that we were able to really focus our efforts on, marketing and putting them out there the right way instead of like when you do a clothing brand you're like locked in on factories and production and material a lot of product sourcing a lot exactly of styles like, water bottles yeah. are basically yeah. like you can lead with the art right i mean like it exists like yeah. you know what i mean like no one at hydro flask or swell or shout out simple modern they uh, produce a lot of our bottles like they didn't invent anything they just they, like this technology exists. It's just about putting it in people's hands, mm -hmm. and so I think that's kind of why we were drawn to that because we're you know we're not scientists at the yeah. end of the day. Like we don't we don't have that background, but it was a super cool way for us to just kind of get our foots in the door, feet in the door, and then run with it. Yeah, and they're they're kind of trending right now too. Yeah, water bottles like for real. Like we saw like Jonah Hill. Yeah. Like I follow these like goofy accounts that post all of Jonah Hill's outfits because like Jonah Hill, like I think his style is really funny because he oscillates between like actually like, yo, that's fire. And like, I'm just trying to make people laugh. Like, I don't know if y'all saw when he wore like the old nineties Raptors jersey with some hard bottoms. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's fire. 
but he was like he's like always carrying like the giant 64 ounce water bottle mm-hmm. yeah. and then i remember i like i haven't always been like that focused on sustainability like late in college i started carrying one every day and i was just like it's cool because it's a route into sustainability that actually makes your life better you know mm-hmm. same thing as solar like tying it all back together is like that actually makes your life better you're saving money you're mm-hmm. like doing something positive it's the same thing with water bottles like you know i got a matcha this morning with ice in it and like if i had left this in my car it would still be fine in like six hours yeah. mm-hmm. you know still cold still the ice in it and like that's huge right and yeah it's a little bit of a status symbol is not the, the right thing but like it's a very easy way for someone to say like look yeah. i'm i'm focused on trying to be more right. sustainable just by like this water bottle that i'm carrying around every day because it's very easy yeah. to just like have a fiji bottle or like whatever and it's just like little thing little yeah. thing that just shows to everybody that you're you care. communicating with that like yeah i'm trying you care like it's a it's easy it's like it's like almost like a con it's a symbol of like consciousness right it's like okay this person has gone to the effort to to do something and yeah. to take action for the planet and then, you know, in addition to like, it's exactly what you're saying, because kind of that outward signaling is a big part of how we develop Dope Bottle, because right. we were looking at water bottles and we're like, why is every water bottle so boring? Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah. it's literally just like a color or like a gradient or like a marble one from Swell or whatever. And so we were like, okay, let's actually do something that's dope. fire. Hopefully no one <laughs> from Universal Music Group is watching, but um, we did like the Frank Ocean bottle. Like without the ocean, we wouldn't have Frank. Yeah. Because we were thinking, like, what are people passionate about? Like, kind of like The Office, where, you know what I mean? Like, when you meet another fan of The Office, like, you'll go, like, back and forth quoting it and talk about it, like, your favorite episodes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had so many people when I'm using that bottle, like, if I go to, like, Starbucks or something and I hand it to them and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, can I put it in this? They're like, oh, my God, I love Frank Ocean. This bottle is so dope. And, like, the same way, like, if you wear, you know, like, a sports jersey right. or a T-shirt from your favorite band, like, we wanted you to be able to help the planet and kind of make that outward statement of like, yo, that's dope. This is like what I'm mm-hmm. into. Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty Super remarkable. Cool. Like with good design and artwork, you know, you can make a regular old item into mm-hmm. like something way more meaningful than that. You yeah. Know, and something just that has much more sort of tangibility to it. You mm-hmm. know, something that people want to show off or, you know, like represent. Right. Like that's why like, so we've got our two hashtags on like everything we post. Our, our slogan is be the change you wish to see. Mm-hmm. But one of our hashtags is sustainability is a flex because yeah. we feel really strongly that like, that's like how we should yeah, be like looking that. at it. Like that's like the, cause that's the whole mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like, no matter what's, no matter what's going on, like that's dope. That elevates anything mm-hmm. is like adding that, that thing of like, you're thinking, like you said, like not a status symbol, but like a consciousness outward. Yeah. Focus. It's like a reflection right. of your mindset. Exactly. That's a yeah. really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things here at Second Home is it's like a pretty sustainable co-working space. Mm-hmm. It's the third one. You know, there's one in London, one in Lisbon. Yeah. Uh, when we came in, they gave us all welcome boxes and they came with these, uh, you know, these keep cups, swell bottles, yeah. seeds, and a few other like little sustainable things. And people are still carrying them around. I think Trace actually has a swell yeah. bottle here. Mm-hmm. And it was just a way to kind of set the tone and say, hey, like this is this is what we care about. And uh, it's just nice because you know you see other people and you wanna you wanna make sure you're not the company or the person that's falling behind. Yeah, I think I've seen less plastic bottles here over the course I of seven just months. Walking around this morning, like yeah, you know it, it's it's really different and like it, it kind of speaks to this mentality we have of like where you go will grow. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you support sustainable business, you are cycling back. That's actually, we had reconnected on that because I posted that about your guys' industry. Yeah. And I had posted that, you know, there's a stat that there's 4.7 times as many job opportunities right now in solar as there are in coal. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is basically like if when you support something, you're allowing that industry to grow. Mm-hmm. And so when you support a space like this that's encouraging sustainability, you're creating a space where people can go and say like, dope, like let's run it, let's have this conversation and let's make it a part of it. Yep. And like having those welcome packages and like really focusing on it, people want to use them. Yeah. You And you, you see that when you're in a place like this. Yeah. yeah. It's like voting with your dollars, you know, exactly. like every chance you get. And what I think is interesting about what you guys are doing with the dope bottle is the, uh, the one-to-one uh, giveaway that sort of makes it you know you yeah. could buy a you could just buy a water bottle uh, or you know your standard you know double insulated uh, bottle but uh, with you guys it does a little bit more than just one bottle so right how does that work how does that program work yeah so we've got kind of two programs we've got like the collaborations and then we've got the online store so for the collaborations it's our goal is to get as many businesses using these and distributing them as possible so one to one doesn't always work for a business got you know it. like if if a company wants to sell a bottle and make their you know traditional retail markup, we basically build in the donation into that. So like you know it might be like two to three. So for every two like so for every three bottles they buy, we'll give away two, just so that they can still make it happen. Like we'd rather do that than not have something at all. But for the online store, it's all one to one. Basically, the way that works is that like we found that talking to some scientists, reading a lot of studies the environmental impact of shipping a bottle can end up being a net positive if you get two bottles out into the world for every one bottle you're shipping. We actually just are working on finalizing it. Maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be locked in. But actually carbon offsetting through credits every single shipment that Dope Bottle nice. makes, which cool. is which we're really stoked for. But yeah, so for every bottle that someone buys, a bottle gets given away in the community. The average reusable water bottle eliminates 162 plastic bottles a year. Our goal is to eliminate 324 with every single one. So, you know, when you purchase a bottle, we take that and then we'll go, you know, for example, we're doing a distribution in a few weeks with an awesome organization called A Walk on Water. Uh, Started here in Southern California. They use surf as therapy for people. So people who have experiencing trauma, people who have experienced, you know, post-traumatic stress, things like that they'll bring them out and they'll teach them how to surf as a way to, you know, connect with the ocean and kind of just relax. And yeah, it's really awesome. And they hit us up and they're like, Hey, we have a problem, which is that people come out to our events and like, not everyone has a reusable bottle. And we're like, okay, let's do that. You know? So we design a custom bottle with them with kind of their art and with stuff that speaks to their people. And then, you know, if we sold a hundred bottles last month in the web store, we'll be able to give a hundred bottles to a walk on water. And it's a, yeah, it allows people, I think like our goal is that this, this brand and this thing speaks to like, when you see someone repping it, you're like, oh, okay, I know what dope bottle is like Mm -hmm. that. It doesn't necessarily feel like a charity, but it's like, that's a step above in, in impact. It's like an instant connection to it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And like, that's what dope. So dope is actually an acronym and it stands for doing our part every day. And that's the, (laughs) yeah, but that's like the, that's kind of the thing that we want that wave which is on, I think that that bottle right there, like that's the logo, like that's what we want that to mean when someone sees it. Is that like like you're saying, like, oh cool, I did this thing, and because I did this, another human being received a water bottle. Yeah, 
And I mean, what I think is awesome about these things too is that they're, you know, a lot of things in the sustainability space, people are like, oh, you know, it might not be as high quality or, you know, I don't know if it's really the same or it could be. I'm talking you about know, paper straws. Yeah, paper straws. Exactly. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, and with uh, what, like, this is one of the most common sense ways to like, like, this is not like too like hippie crazy or anything like yeah. that. This is something that like everybody, uh, regardless of whatever mindset you follow, right. whatever you know beliefs you have, this just makes sense like for anybody. We we talk a lot about that as like, you know, as everybody's kind of moving, the consumer marketplace is moving towards more sustainable practices as a whole. Like, it's not good enough to just be, like, sustainably focused. Like, it has to be at least on par or better than the unsustainably mm-hmm. focused, right? That's why we love solar, because we just know it's better, it's cheaper, you get to own your power. Like, we have all these, right. like, wins attached to it. But you also can't, like, you can't go too far the other way. Correct. And you can't be like, well, I guess we can't do this solar install in Wisconsin because it wouldn't be sustainable to ship the stuff there. Correct. You know, like, exactly. we always say sustainability needs to be sustainable. You know what I mean? Like you need to find something that you can do 365 days a year in your life that works. Like for me, you know, the way that I'm able to support myself and do something I'm passionate about and to be able to do projects like this is I have to fly a lot. Right. You know what I mean? Like I have to get on a lot of planes, but you can go, you can get the carbon offsets. You can make sure that you're plastic free when you travel. Like, like Mm -hmm. you said, like it's not necessarily about what you can't do it's about what you can do yeah totally you, you don't want to be uh like puritanical yeah about it exactly right? and i think that's like it's not all or nothing it's right and that's like i think some people especially like older generations that maybe just don't care right right like it's the puritanical that that's the bad taste in their mouth the, right like it's all or nothing mm-hmm. and it's like what i love about like what we're doing companies like this it's like taking a very real life approach to okay how do we get um, something like water bottles into as many hands as we can. How do we exactly. raise consciousness in as many ways as we can? Because like that's that's the long game. That's the hundred year play towards exactly. That's a completely sustainable future. You got to get everybody. If involved. everybody tries, it can't be we're exclusionary. Good. Right? Like you if everybody know. like tries and if everybody cares, Correct. Then these bigger conversations about like okay, cool. How do we you know eliminate fossil fuels as a whole? Like. First, you need to just get this on people's radars. Correct. And the way to get it on people's radar is not, you know, not by a militant approach of like you have to do 100% of this or 100% of that. Right. Like just saying like what we, we like to ask people like when we're in a thing like this and like we can do the exercise now with you guys. Like what's one way that without changing your lifestyle a lot, you could be more sustainable? Usually buying carbon offsets for your flights is like a good way. There's controversy about how much that actually works, but something like that. Or if it's just like, hey, if you live close to someone else, like carpooling, like Mm -hmm. there's stuff that everyone can think about. And it's just like, oh, cool. I can do that little thing to like make progress and to to push forward. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and it's it's cool. Like you know, we always talk with uh, doing solar. Like you have to, you can't get rid of your utility bill. You know, it's something yeah. that you're responsible for every day. You also have to drink water to survive. You know, it's like two things you kind of have to be responsible for right. uh, every day. So it's like, you know, we think everyone's going to go solar at some point. You know, everyone's drinking water. Like as soon as they get one of these and they feel it, like they're going to commit. They're going to start to do it, and that's gonna, you know, they might have an effect on someone that sees them from afar. Yeah. Um, especially one that's beautiful. Um, 
you know, so talk, I want you to talk a little bit about the design process and then, you know, the people you're working with. I know we've got one of these bottles here is like the Kenny Stills bottle. Yeah. Uh, I know you work with some cool athletes across multiple different sports. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about how that, how that happened. You know, the yeah. first kind of uh, entrance into the, the sports world. I know yeah. you've had a lot. Yeah. It's been like a weird, yeah. it's been like a weird also quick road. So I got to UCLA was majoring in economics and just like hated it. Could not sit there and do numbers all day. Mm-hmm. And my dad gave me awesome advice and was like, just work, like pick a major. That's easy. Get your degree undergrad, like get, get the piece of paper. You don't, you're not going to go to med school, you know, do what you got to do and then keep it moving. Yeah. So I started working at this dope music management company in Echo Park called M theory. And while I was there, like, I still wanted to, like, scratch that sports thing a little bit, like, to do that. So I started writing a blog about the Miami Dolphins. It was called The Deep End. It was, like, our way of diving into GIFs as film analysis. So we would, like, pull the All-22 mm-hmm. on Monday after the game, and we would actually show fans, like, you know, one of those big myths that was always, like, really funny to us as Dolphins fans was, like, the whole, like, Ryan Tannehill can't throw the deep ball thing, yeah. which is almost, like, the, the reason we started the site. Because we're, like, that's not... Sure, like to be able to show people like, hey, like you can say that all you want, but here's the actual film of like, this is why these plays aren't working and it's not because he can't do this thing. Yeah. You know, and obviously that's all come full circle, which will yeah, which really will, proved you right. Which we'll get <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so luckily reached out to a friend of mine at NFL Network through Twitter and they had a job opportunity for me over there. So I went and worked on the programming team at NFL.com while I was in college was doing that and then and then kind of wanted to get over to the player side a little bit mm-hmm. learned so much about how fans consume content over there learned a lot about like working at a company i had one of the best like bosses ever shout out patrick crawley who like was this awesome boss who just like taught you how to work in a team but also like take care of yourself at the same time you know like right. that perfect balance of like put the team on your back but also you got to sure. do your thing yeah. sure. um so then I started working on the player side. I came over as an intern at an agency called ISE, which then had a kind of different structure for their football division. But uh, Kenny Stills was a client over there. And Kenny's um, Kenny's agent at the time is this awesome dude named CJ LeBoy. CJ's a great agent and literally does everything he can to like put his clients in an awesome position. And he came to me and CJ was like, hey, Kenny's doing all this amazing work in the community. And I think it would be awesome if we work together on like, a way to help him kind of promote that where he doesn't feel like I'm self-promoting, but where he can still motivate people. Cause there's right. a legitimate, you know, there's legitimate benefit to talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I went down, I, I grew up in South Florida. Kenny was playing for the dolphins at the time. So it was easy for us to link up. We started talking and we just, we got really close, you know, we're aligned on a lot of political issues and, you know, a lot of kind of social justice causes. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Kenny had started taking a knee during the national anthem. And that was something that we wanted to make sure that we explained to people. There were a lot of lies, you know, coming from very high levels about what that movement was really about. Right. And so this was our, you know, opportunity kind of in the same way that we want to, you know, almost like in the same way that like PETA hijacked veganism and made it uncool. Right. Like, the president hijacked taking a knee during the national anthem and made it unpatriotic. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't, you know, like it, it isn't unpatriotic. That's not what it's about. It's sure. about, you know, it's actually about loving the country so much that you're willing to stand up for it. Right. But, um, so I started working with Kenny and 
Kenny does so much amazing work that like I, I didn't really do that much. Like Kenny was just doing amazing stuff and we were just figuring out how to frame it. And the work that Kenny did, you know, a lot put me in a position to succeed because as someone who's, who was managing his digital at the time, like I was able to succeed based on all the amazing things he did. And then, you know, we, we linked up with a couple other people and realized that, you know, in, in the sports space, there was this desire to shape your own story. Yeah. And this desire to create, you know, the thing that I say to people is like social media lets you control the first three words that someone thinks when they hear your name, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and so like that's kind of how we approach all of these athletes that we work with. We have a really small roster, but we work with awesome guys and like it's really all about maximizing those causes. And, you know, Kenny worked a lot in mental health mm-hmm. and in social justice. And so, you know, he and I were traveling last summer and I had this idea for what turned into dope bottle and i just kind of at the the house we were staying at i just started talking to kenny about it just like at the kitchen table like hey i had this idea on the flight yesterday like what if we did this this and this and he was like yeah i really like it like let's you know let's actually take steps towards making that happen like when we get back let's look into companies to make them this that and the other you know um and it, it just kind of snowballed from there and um another guy named aj Rolan, who's here in la who's like a professional dope human being. That's just like what he does. He just Mm -hmm. does dope things. But he started hashtag lunch bag. I'd been working with them on their social and digital. And like they really were the source code for this whole thing. So we kind of came into their nonprofit umbrella and started working with them and and the team over there who are awesome. And Do you want to tell people what hashtag? Yeah, for sure. So hashtag lunch bag started in 2013 by... um, AJ, another guy named JD McElroy, and a few of their homies. And they wanted to basically like spread love through um, meals for people experiencing homelessness. But they didn't want to do it in like the just like drop things off at the food bank and be on your way kind of thing. They wanted mm, to actually sure. go down and, and give them out in this kind of like leveling human experience. You know, hashtag lunch bag, the whole thing is kind of like focus on the ways that were similar, not the ways were different. Yeah. So going and giving these people a meal, like, hey, like you're going through a tough time in the same way we all have, we all have, we all will, you know? So hashtag lunch bag really set the code. Like their nonprofit thing is called living through giving. And we're a part of living through giving as the nonprofit network. And that's, gotcha. that's the whole thing. Like that's what living sustainably is. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say it and it, it, it's kind of like a lofty proposition, but I continue to say it and I continue to believe it. It's like, Using one of these is a way that everyone can give back to every human being on the planet at the same time. Because you're caring for the home that everybody shares. You know, when you take a step and you go solar, you're like, yes, there there are benefits for yourself. You know, like you're going to save money, same as you will on plastic water bottles. But you really are taking a step because it, it would be easy. Like if you can usually if you can afford to go solar, you can afford to pay your electric bill. So you're making a change because you want to be more conscious and you want to have a positive impact. So that's kind of the whole progression of the whole thing and we're really lucky to be able to work with some of these athletes because the sports space like i think a lot of the times when you work with like actors or musicians you're working with like some of these hollywood people and like here people get it like people know about sustainability in los angeles people know about it in new york like we need to get to the people in you know in Des Moines, in, yeah. you know, yeah. Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas. We need to get into those communities and explain to people how easy it is to be sustainable and how much can be done and then provide them the tools to do it. So, you know, obviously there's this kind of inverse thing of like 
sports are less popular in these areas that already know about sustainability. Like people in, you know, the Midwest, in the South live and breathe. It's a great, it's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we have this opportunity to take the thing that they care the most about and use it to educate, you know, like we, we've just seen so much of it. So Kenny does a road trip every year that he organizes where he goes and, you know, drives around the South in an area that, you know, you would not usually think that someone like Kenny would pop up and talks to organizations, talk to schools, talks to kids and basically like makes these connections in these communities rather than just saying, how can we give money to help? Like, how can we actually like show up and do something? And being there, like you realize like when you go into places and you're like, hey, can you fill this up? They're like, oh, literally I had someone in New Orleans say, what is this? (laughs) <laughs> like, like someone asked me what this was and like, it's, it's crazy for us to think, but like there it's like, oh, you know, like New Orleans is the city in this country. I think it'll be hard to argue against this, like the most impacted city by climate change yeah. in this country, mm-hmm. you know, like it's coming from Miami, but like New Orleans, you know, Katrina and rising water levels and the constant flooding there, you look at it and you're like, oh, nobody is like told you guys. And that's kind of the whole thing. It's like, it's not that they don't want to. It's that like, we have, you know, the chance to do that. And we have the chance to like, go into these communities and educate them through something, like you said, like something cool. That's not a sacrifice. Like using this is not, you know, is not a sacrifice in your lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think with any sustainable movement, you know, it has to be like, uh, I think I was saying it has to be like on par or better than what the Mm -hmm. current uh, system is. I mean, you see how well that worked for Tesla. You know, they, they didn't just, just make an electric car. They yeah. implemented, it's you great. know, amazing technology, but also beautiful design to make it something that's much more than just a car. Yeah. And I mean, like, we saw that, I think at first, like, I always say, like, when people look at a Tesla, like, if you saw a Chevy Volt a few years before Tesla started, like, that's kind of the, that's the mold. Right. Yeah. Like, I loved that car. My dad, so I grew up with one of those. And my dad loved that car. And, like, it was great. You know, especially if you live in L.A., a Chevy Volt is the perfect car. Because, yeah, you've got, you know, a hybrid efficient gas engine if you want to drive out to Joshua Tree. But you would spend eight hours in the car if you tried to drive 50 miles in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, so, like, I'm totally with you. I think Tesla is a perfect example of, like, or, you know, honestly, like, what we're doing, what you guys are doing, you know, these companies, like, a store, you know, like, recontained in Venice. Like, what they're doing is really cool because you can, we all buy the same stuff. Like, you know, you find a hair product or a deodorant or toothpaste that you like and you use it over and over and over. And, like, eventually it gets cheaper when you're using the refillable thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the impact becomes better and it just all makes sense. Like, yeah. Totally. And, yeah, they're they're about to start shipping. They talked to us about that on the last podcast. So they're just local right now. Mm -hmm. You have to go to Venice to get it refilled. But they're uh, they're developing a model where they're actually gonna be able to ship it like nationwide. So you're gonna be able to get like a box in, and then like refill, like refill, send it back. Send it back and, yeah, it's that's cool. And, and kind of close the loop. And uh, we were talking to them, and like I'm super excited to see. Okay, if they figure that out. Like that's a giant, huge like supply chain conundrum. More yeah. than anything. So if they figure that out, like I gotta think like they're not using a bunch of plastic. They're not using a bunch of bottles. They eventually there's gonna it's gonna hit that chasm. Or maybe it gets cheaper, and then it's like, what happens to like, dude, Doctor so... Bronner and all these other companies that aren't doing that? Like, do does everybody start to adopt it just from a bottom line perspective? Dude, of like, it's Whoa, so like, easy. We can do it that way. It's so easy. Like, yeah, it's cool. We're able to fulfill all of these dope bottle things sustainably out of my apartment. 
Right, that's wild. That's amazing. Like, it's not that hard. Like, we, so like to walk you through like our shipping process, how we made our shipping zero plastic and how we made it as sustainable as possible. Shout out Eco Enclosure. They're a dope company. You can go online, order like any custom size box, anything like that. Eco Enclosure, actually. But we order our boxes from them. We wanted thick enough boxes that we didn't have to use a ton of packing material. Mm -hmm. So the box is kind of the padding in and of itself. Yep. So, you know, the 100% recycled thing is kind of played out, but it's better than just a new box that's rolling off the line. Sure. So we got those boxes. We use non-toxic ink stamps instead of printing on the boxes. So mm -hmm. it's literally just a hand stamp, like, boom, with our logo, stuff nice. like that. Yeah, I love that. Then we got also from them a shipping material that's just, like, this paper that you can, like, pull apart that kind of turns into, like, a spongier material that's really cool. For our hang tags, we used an awesome company here in L.A. called Indie Printing mm -hmm. who prints on hemp paper. Nice. And hemp cool. paper is great because when it hits a landfill or anything, it'll dissolve, you know, and, and like there's ways we could even be more sustainable. We'd love to switch to, have y'all seen like the seeded paper Yeah, uh, yeah. where you can print? For sure. Those are fire. Yeah. That's great. super cool. Yeah. But yeah, like we use those for our business cards. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like, but for example, with us, like we looked at the price, we're like, oh, we're not quite there where we can do it yet. Yeah. But like we, you know, have kept our costs down so low that like it's like a dollar of operational cost on a bottle. Mm -hmm. like between like the cardboard box the hang tag the hemp twine to tie the hang tag on and the packing material for a dollar wow and it's fully sustainable it's pretty good it's awesome but like it and like i was like we're not that smart yeah and like we could figure you know what i mean like if you had like these companies like you're saying like you know like a johnson and johnson mm -hmm. where you can hire you know johnson and johnson could go to harvard tomorrow and say like i want the three top graduates from your class I'm gonna pay them two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year each, starting, and you're gonna like run a sustainability division. Mm -hmm. Like when companies start doing stuff like that, that's when you're gonna be like, oh, like yeah. they can close that loop. Right. And like the recontained people are perfect examples. Like they've dedicated themselves to figuring this thing out, yeah. and they're doing it. Yeah. What you guys are doing, like you guys have taken a business model that wasn't necessarily sustainably focused, even though it's a sustainable product, and said, wait, like. If we don't cut corners, and if we do this the right way, we can actually make it. Like, it's that kind of, like, B Corp versus whatever mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, we can make it a company for social good. And, like, we're, we're lucky that we can be a nonprofit, that we have the luxury of doing that. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's nothing wrong with being a sustainable business, like, for, for sure. corporate good. And there's, like, it's, it's cool when companies are really committed to it, like you guys are, because, like, I don't know if you saw uh, Noah Clothing. They're an awesome brand. They posted, we are not a sustainable company the other day, which I thought was cool because like so many companies use yeah, well, like greenwashing is like the, the biggest issue. I walked right? into Publix Greenwise when I was in yeah, Florida right. and they're like, oh, like we're like more than like there is like as much plastic there as anywhere I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, do have good chicken tender subs though. <sighs> Don't <laughs> don't go there. The chicken tender sub at Publix is one of the only things. Like my parents always tell me, they're it's like one of the only it, things I miss about Publi Florida. The Publix merch, by the way. Do they have fire merch? Yeah, they just dropped like sandals and stuff. Like I run the Dude, biggest account in Gainesville, for Florida. Publix. Like it's called <laughs> Best of Gainesville. I still run it, and 
like all the sorority girls are wearing Publix merch all the time. It's it's crazy. Yo, I would rock Publix merch. Like <laughs> yeah. right, like if I had known about that a week ago, I would be on this podcast wearing a Publix. <laughs> I think like, I, I think you got to reach out to them and make some dope, dope, bottle, dope bottle, bottles. Yo, I was on Facetime with a friend of mine while I was in Publix the other day, and I like flipped the camera. They had their wall with like all the cork sickles. I was like, Yo, yeah. what if I just like went postal right now and just like knocked all of them yeah. off and just like like waged war on all the other water bottle companies there you go college towns in florida it's sustainable water bottles yeah no i like and so like i grew like i know a lot of people like in gainesville because right i grew up in florida like i'd say half of my friends like went to either florida state or university of florida and like it's it's kind of funny because like in the south like you don't have that sustainable culture but like it's cool in that like you said like sorority girls wearing Publix, like the sorority girl demographic is actually a really good one for sustainability yeah because they want these water bottles right you know well, and hi- like well hydro flasks and like it's like swell the, kills it swell, with, yeah yeah well it's in, like the Visco Gainesville girl especially you know there's it's a very sustainable city it's probably it? the most sustainable in in florida really uh, i've worked with a company called we are neutral to zero out multiple businesses carbon footprints locally that's okay. dope um so they've got you went to university of florida or? The, yep went to the university of oh, florida cool. played golf there um, but they've got about a hundred local companies. They've zeroed out their carbon footprint. So it's a uh, no way. Gainesville's an interesting place. A lot of smart people from That's around fire. the world go to school there, yeah. and uh, you know they're trying to kind of breed that you know Portland of the South or whatever it's trying to. That's be. cool, yeah. But it's you know they're kind of butting heads with like old school. It's the Publix is the world. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, like, but it, it's a great place to have conversation. Right. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Is it's like those are the places where you can push that conversation forward. Mm-hmm. And that's like always just the objective is like we learned that with the work we did with Kenny, yeah. the kneeling movement. Like, you know, we came away from a lot of conversations with people about taking a knee and the conversation ended with like, I respect your right to do it and I respect your position. I don't agree with it. Yeah. And we're like, right. that's a win. Yeah. Sure. If you can get someone to understand why you're doing it, even if they don't agree with it, that's good. And like, if you can get these businesses to understand what it takes to be sustainable, even if they say like right now we can't do it, it's like, okay. Eventually, you'll have to. Yeah. But for right now, you know, like if all we can do is get you to understand it, then so be it. And and my job with a few of those businesses was like, hey, like maybe you don't think you can afford it yet. But what you really can is you can't afford not to do it from a PR side. You know, it's we're not we're not in this, you know, for no reason, you know, better we're from Earth. a planet side. Yeah. You can't afford to not you can't it, afford to not focus on it at all. Exactly. You know, like, 100%. Exactly. And, well, we. We talk about this because, like, one of the things we always talk about is, like, you know, Better Earth started and we have a 50-year, 100-year goal for this. You know, this isn't, like, a three-year, five-year company for us. And obviously we want to be sustainably focused just because we believe it core value-wise. Also, we know the demographic and the consumer marketplace that's coming up. We know 10-year-olds today are going to be 40-year-olds in 30 years. And we believe and we know that that consumer marketplace, they're going to look back and they're going to look at companies and be like, what were these guys doing yes, 30 exactly. years ago? Exactly. So yeah, we were like, exactly. let's be thoughtful yeah, today. Yeah, they're going to pull the receipts every on day, everybody. Like we're going oh, yeah. right. to make yeah. sure we, we're going to have like podcasts like this from twenty. But there's something you said about being first. And like yeah, there's something sure. to be said about like learning that and experiencing that. Absolutely. And, like, and also the way you guys frame it, it's so smart. Like I was talking, like my parents, they have like their house in Florida. They've gotten pitched by a million people on solar. And yeah. literally... They were like, oh, what are you doing when you get back to L.A.? I was like, oh, like tomorrow morning going on like this podcast. I told them about the company and they're like, oh, we should talk to them because I framed it as like, oh, they're like making solar more sustainable and like they're like focused on that space. Yeah. 
because so many people want to do it for that reason. I think the old guard kind of thought like, oh, no, it's purely cost. You know, mm-hmm. if you sit down with someone, you say in three years it'll pay for itself, they'll do it. But there's a lot it's of people. Both. It, yeah, right? it's yeah. both. Like you need the you need the logic with the emotional. Right? Exactly. You can tie those. That's why it's such a strong product because we, we have both. Like we have mm-hmm. the logic. Same and we have there's a lot of there's a the lot emotion. of the it's Venn the diagram here is a same, very large middle same, section. It's the yeah. same thing. Like those are those are the best and honestly the easiest kind of uh, inroads and that's the other thing. More sustainable. It's yeah. easy. Like people people don't want to admit that their businesses are easy. Sometimes every business has like you know difficulties and things that pop up. This is easy because people want it. Right. You're yeah. giving people a way to be more sustainable and get a product they want and help other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look cool when, in the when, process. When. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's like what we're what we're doing at Better Earth. You know, we've been very brand aware in what we're doing, not just on how we pitch to homeowners and how we look, but with like recruiting. You know, with this next wave of yeah, 16, 17, cool. 18, 19 year olds that are more sustainably minded and they want to say, hey, maybe I want to do something for purpose, but that's also why, like, we're working make on like TikTok right now. We're yeah. working on getting we're on TikTok. Because exactly. we're like, yeah. like, we just, you know, like, if you follow at Dope Bottle on Instagram, yeah. like we post a lot of really cool drawings. Our creative director's name is Indigo. Yeah. She kills it. The solar it. one was amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, but so like cool. she just draws that. And so we're like, we could literally just put this content on TikTok by being like, oh, cool. Just time lapse yourself yeah, drawing right, of course. it. Yeah. And yeah. then like just leave it like the first eight seconds is you drawing it. And then the rest is just a still graphic up on the screen. Yep. You know what I mean? And like these kids get it. Yeah. Like it's this kind of like I'm so stoked for the next generation. Because, like, they're just done. Yeah. Like, between school shootings and lack of focus on environment and, like, you know, people who lie to them blatantly from the highest offices of power, like, they're over it. And, like, they're ready for change. That's why companies, like, you know, you guys are so dope in what you're doing because you're, like, you're on that so that when you guys sit down next to one of the old guard solar companies, it's like, well, we're focused on the planet. It's like, cool, we're going with you guys. Yeah. What Yeah. What are, like, the big... I'm really interested, like obstacles to sustainability in solar, other than shipping massive things long distances. Pat, you want to take? I mean, uh, I think one of the major ones is just getting the utility companies or the state governments to embrace it. Oh, Uh, interesting. Yeah, because there is like Nevada, for instance, was a state that makes all the sense in the world. If you look at the solar index of like how much UV power they get, uh, I don't know if I can curse on there, but it's hot as shit there, like all the time, all the time, and. If you look at that, it's like one of those states that makes all the sense in the world to have solar, you know, much more so than, you know, even where I came from in Massachusetts. Uh, but I was selling solar in Massachusetts while at the same time in Nevada, they, uh, the state government with the utility companies hiked up these uh, extra fees, essentially, to keep yeah. it short and simple, making it virtually uh, impossible or, you know, not because of like because of like processing the energy or something no, like you're going to put yourself in a much like worse financial position they were basically it, they're trying to keep the monopoly yeah it was, like it was, that's the long right. story short and that's like the other that's the special that's those are those interests yeah, we're fighting, play. like we're fighting oil right you're fighting oil it's <laughs> yeah. like but that's the same thing like it's a big people, competitor i saw this like meme the other day about water it's like you someone was like do you want to buy some rocks and it was like why would anyone buy something that's free and it was like water bottle companies you know like cuz it's like true right. like like plastic water bottle companies, I mm-hmm. should say. Yeah. Like, you guys are working against kind of those. The like oil is like the top of the you know lobbyist hundred group thing. Well, it's just a lot of people. They have their money and it's been in place for a long time. And so you know naturally when you try and disrupt that, there's going to be pushback. I mean, right. and I honestly don't even blame them. It's just sort of like a reaction. Yeah. to it's a life. You know, when you're sort of 
under attack, you're going to push back. But uh, what you're seeing now more and more is people starting to just get ahead of that, you know, you know, starting to recognize that this is right. sort of not going anywhere and that you have to eventually just make some concessions and change your business model uh, to right. sort of be effective uh, or be, you know, sort of like respected in the public eye. Uh, and are they ahead of us internationally? Like other countries, are they like way better about solar or like so i mean it's it's a interesting dynamic because i mean like the united states and you know other like european countries we have like a utility grid right so you know it's kind of different for us versus um you know places like in africa they don't have a standard you know a utility grid so they, they can make a switch to solar, solar and, with just internally solar like and batteries yeah. would make all the sense for places that don't already have a functioning grid and then you know in other countries like china who manufactures most of the solar panels they just need the electricity, you know, they need right more, additional they, they sources. Need, yeah. Yeah. Like any real, you know, large developing country needs to diversify their energy portfolio. So yeah. some of those countries like China, they start investing in the solar technology. Yeah. Billions and billions. And well, billions. I mean, like you're turning a non, far ahead. you're turning a renewable resource into something that substitutes a non-renewable because you're turning the sun into something that substitutes it, for fossil fuel. You it, know, like it, it comes up every day. Right. I've I, never seen it not come up. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the whole thing. And like it's you know you're gonna be able to get it that way. That it's it's so cool to me. We um like the house I grew up in has a lot of trees around it. So I think like my parents first looked into it a while ago and it wasn't possible because I guess the panels weren't as good as they are mm-hmm. ten years later. Yep. But now I guess they're efficient enough that if you get that like four to five a day, the grid is advanced enough that you can power some things and not others. But like it's how viable is it for like big apartment buildings? Like so like I live in like I don't know, like you guys have been down to Marina Del Rey, but like it's mm-hmm. just a ton of giant apartment buildings. Yep. And for those where there might not be a lot of roof space, but there's a lot of units drawing power, like how viable can solar be? So really, I mean, when you look at it, the cost equation, no matter what, like, and you look at the situation with our utility grid, it's always the utility prices are going to continue to go up for right. a variety of reasons between wildfires you know destroy you know creating all sorts of uh, disasters for like pg&e and other electric companies preparing for those kinds of disasters as well as just like the grid infrastructures decaying yeah. so like the cost of maintenance and and that sort of stuff is going to drive up the utility prices so i mean when you look at it like that it's like of course it's viable it makes sense but it's right. just it's sort of like similar to what i was saying before it's a bureaucratic challenge it's it's a right. challenge of like a like an apartment building it's like how many people do you have to get to agree to go solar or to make the upfront investment, right? Uh, you know, and, and that's really like the the barrier is just getting those sort of agreements and in, or enough yeah. people on and board. And in terms of like like roof space and just like being able to power yeah. something, uh, things like utility grade solar, like solar fields, like that's kind of oh thing. So like, like, it doesn't necessarily just have to come from your roof. Like you can still drag it a couple miles and have a solar right. field. Right, um, or like we have customers that do ground mounts, you know, and they're it would be so fire for like something like like, if, like to partner with like a big music festival, mm-hmm. like something like Coachella, where there's like just totally. a ton of outdoor sun and a ton of land, and if you're just like, yo, let's just run a solar field. Do you have any connections? Right, right. Well, no, but like exactly, like that's kind of like where we all can link up and we can all for do sure. these things is like figuring out how to make those those because like a music festival could go carbon neutral. Hundred percent. Totally. You know what? Really uh, should be carbon neutral. Well, they go be. so that we are neutral actually zeros the... out like Bonnaroo, and they work with a couple others. I know there's other companies yeah. that zero but out. But I mean, like footprints. really, like outside of just yeah, buying the credits. Like yeah. buying the credits is cool. Like and no, people, but actually doing yeah. it. Like Billy, Billy Eilish actually did this on her last tour. I thought it was super cool. She, uh, yeah. um, there was no plastic bottles. 
everything that was like there was re- recycled, yeah. and compostable. I think she provided like swell or, or like so they a lot of a lot of bands have been working like, with our cup and like yeah. our cup is really cool but the only problem is like you can't really take a cup with you like when you like leave your house in the morning yeah so like, it's a cool thing to have at home but it also is more plastic waste and they're not necessarily like the highest quality, quality. that's why we want to work with bands like the kind of cool benefit we have as a nonprofit is like we pass things on at cost mm-hmm. which is wild but like you know, let's say we're talking to a big music festival. And let's say right now, you know, Outside Lands, I went to this year, they sell metal water bottles and they it's have like refills. Festival. It's great, I love it up there. And they sell, they have like refill stations with yeah, like the right. pumps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right now it's like $25, $30 for a metal bottle there. Let's say for argument's sake, it's $5 for a plastic water bottle. We want to sell this quality of bottle with custom Outside Lands branding on it for five for $15 a bottle. Because our thing is, like, if a plastic bottle is five dollars, like, it should be your water bottle for every day. So yeah. five times three, and let's you know just pass it on to fans at that cost because like that that's kind of what we have the benefit of doing. Right. But like that's the goal. Like you said, is like to take these things that we do every day, looping it back together, making it better. You know, at a at a music festival, like making it better. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like the plastic bottles suck. Like you lose the cap, it like is you know the water gets hot in two seconds. It tastes awful once it's not probably ice cold. Some like microplastics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like if you can carry something around like this and then leave with it, like I could still show up today. I have it at my you know apartment. Like I have my outside land bottle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's good for the festival. It's merch. Think about like the we want it to be your cheapest piece of merch. Like that's our pitch to festivals yep. and musicians. Hell yeah! Like yeah. other than stickers or you know pins, we want this to be cheaper than your T-shirt. Yep. Cheaper than your poster. We want your cheapest piece piece of merch to be a reusable water bottle. Yeah. And like think about the Super Bowl this year. That's trying to kind of brand itself as the yeah. most sustainable Super Bowl. I know the whole week prior, um, there was all sorts of initiatives through Ocean to Everglades and the mm-hmm. Ocean Conservatory and coral reefs. And yeah. obviously Miami is like the epicenter for for uh, climate change as, and as they need to be and you know just just hearing you say those things about like the the water bottles like tickets are so expensive like how if there was a custom you know super bowl 50 whatever bottle mm-hmm. at that event you know i can't imagine how many plastic bottles were sold at that super bowl they actually and then did the a cool fu- thing they did oh, like they did? hand water oh they did which was which is oh, fire that's but awesome. it's still waste yeah and like that's the thing where we're also up against same way you guys are up against gas we're yeah. up against not only the water bottle companies the festivals make money too, because yeah. there's a markup there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, we have to be able to talk a giant music festival into saying, you know, if you have a hundred thousand people going, you're gonna sell half a million plastic water bottles. You're gonna make, you know, two dollars a bottle. We, ha- you have to talk them out of a million dollars. That's a tough sell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to say this is a million dollar PR play yeah. to them, and. You know how close do you think we are to that scenario? I think we're pretty close, yeah. honestly. Like I think, like especially at an outside lands, or I think like Bonner is a tough sell. You know, yeah. like if you're talking about something like Coachella, the more sustainability focused people are, the more they're going to be willing to do it. Yeah, and like you know, we're flexible. Right. Like if if outside lands was like we make two dollars a plastic bottle, so we want to make one dollar a reusable bottle, like yeah, you can you make we sell happen. them for sixteen. Right. You know what I mean? That's still your cheapest piece of merch. Like, 
whatever we need to do to reach those goals, we'll reach them because that doesn't hurt our sustainability. I don't think anyone within reason is going to walk up and say like, 15 would have done it, but 16, like, right. I don't think sure. that's going right. to, they, sure. they can still get it done. And right. the quality, like, as long as we're doing, like, people would pay $30 for one of these calls. They do on our website, which right. is awesome because we appreciate other people subsidizing these giveaways because yep. yep. that's what you're doing when you shop with us. You're saying, like, I'm willing to use my disposable income to make a difference for others. Yep. And we just want to make sure that, like, at a music festival, we're just closing that loop. Mm-hmm. And like that we're, you know, people that we can break even. Like if we walked into Outside Lands with all of our dope bottles and with, you know, like Outside Lands branded, like we did it, we sold, you know, 50,000 units and eliminated a million plastic bottles. We're stoked. We, that's like, as a nonprofit, like that's what we need to walk out being like, that was cool. That worked. That was like a good thing we did that like pushed it forward, et cetera. Yeah. But so tell me, what what are some of the other initiatives that you're you're working on? Where, where do you see, uh, you know, it's a new, fairly new company. Yeah. You have a lot of energy and you have a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> long road ahead. Where, where do you want yeah. to take this thing this year? This year, like, I think we're really focused on setting ourselves up for some of these collaborations. And, like, you guys are going through it yeah. now. You guys, have, you guys have developed a pretty cool follower base. As a business, like, you have to balance that conversation between, like, we don't want to chase clout and, like, followers don't matter more than the mission, but they do matter when you DM a brand or you DM someone to collaborate. Like, we want to get ourselves to the point through collaborating with the right people where we can turn it into a brand that people want to associate themselves with. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's never going to be cheaper than the alternatives. There's always going to be a cheaper alternative than Dope Bottle. But... You know, in the same way that you talk about, like, you know, fashion companies. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we make ourselves into that? Where it's like, oh, you know, like, we're a business in Houston that saw Kenny Stills collaborated with us. We're willing to pay the premium to be a part of something that someone we Correct. admire is a part of. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, being associated, like, if you're a business and you can say that there's value in that logo. So our mission this year is to create value for our logo as a nonprofit. To basically say, like, cool, you know, for Better Earth, if you guys called some other mass-producing water bottle company, you could probably get them for a few bucks cheaper a bottle than us. But to be able to say, like, no, it's it's actually worth it to us to have that dope it's bottle in logo. Dope bottle. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. Because like we exactly. want like when people hear it, like we're already there in terms of the people who know what the brand is. Yeah. Like if you guys walked into a store and you saw, oh, like this business has some sustainable focus, because look, they partnered with Dope Bottle. Yeah. You know. We just need to get it out there more. And we're talking to really cool people and we're really stoked about some of the stuff we have on deck. You know, I'm big on like manifesting stuff. So I'll just like list a few of like those kind of dream collabs. Yeah, give it to A us. brand like Mad Happy. Mm-hmm. We've like said their name a bunch internally. We love what they do. Yep. Just gotta keep saying it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're Until someone sees it. it right. Externally. Mad we Happy. would love to collaborate Mad with Happy. Mad Happy. Mad Happy. But, um, Dope Bottle X Mad Happy. Let's yeah. We'll have them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, we actually are like trying to, we like know some people that they know. So yeah, like, it's perfect. like, it's possible. But the, um, the others are just like, People where people really believe in them. Denny, you guys watch like Jesus and Miro? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Those guys are a perfect example. We're like, we want to get in touch with them to be able to do a bottle because people care what they have to say. Hell yeah. So like, there are people where like, if they were like, oh, cool, we want to make things more sustainable. We want to like help push sustainability forward. It's like, cool. So like, you know. I'm sure Kenny could uh, twist Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about that. Um, but. <laughs> It's like, but it's like putting that out there and like making these things happen with people who have this in the same way that like 
you know, it, it's hard to equate taking knee during the national anthem and what they do. But like the people who follow Kenny and say like, cool, I want to be a part of this because Kenny is yeah. are the same people like watch their show and they're like, okay, cool. These dudes are focused on this thing. So now it's something that I'm interested into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime there's a story to tell, like it comes back to stories, like being able to do that as a music festival and yep. to be able to work with like an outside lands or a Coachella or something like that and say, let's get the experience. Cause we're new too. You know, like you guys, we actually started around the same time. We had the idea for Dope Bottle on July 4th. Because okay. you know, that's when we cool. got to the city that we were, you know, nice. working on. Yeah. And then, you know, we... Independence Day. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Independence <laughs> from Plastic. But so, we... Uh, but yeah, like, we just wanted to make it happen. So we developed the branding with our team. We have an awesome, like, group of designers. So the fonts and the colors and the website, we did all that kind yeah, of... Yeah, the website's a- beautiful. I know Trace is, like, a insanely good designer and he was like blown away by the website. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. But we, um, so we like looked at all that, figured that all out and kind of on a parallel track, we're developing the bottle and like working on that. We worked with Simple Modern. They're awesome. They, uh, they extended a lot of benefits to us and have been super helpful in terms like customization and making things happen. We wanted a bottle that was... That's the manufacturer? Yes, exactly. But they also sell, they also sell bottles. So like there are, like you can just go on Simple Modern's website and buy a blank. Sure. of this with you can see their logo is actually still on the back of ours yep so they um they're awesome we wanted a bottle that kind of had the sleekness of a swell in terms of being streamlined mm-hmm. but also had the handle of a hydro flask yeah. for the functionality and they they met both of those and their laser engraving super high quality like if you look in like our font is like a, a worn kind of font yep. and they even get the laser engraving where you can like see into that or you know, on yeah, the Kenny bottle, there's a lot of imagery on it yeah. that they did a they did a great job. It would be dope if there was one sort of like you know standard uh, signifier of the dope bottle because like from this angle, I can't tell. If it's dope that's bottle, the thing. I mean? So that's like but we would you know green ring or something. Dope that would be fire. Like, uh, we would we yeah, also would love the brand yeah. expert Pat Butler. Yeah, yeah. something wow. that it's kind of like how Yeezy's got the stripe. You know, or what if there was like we would love recognize. we would love to be able to like I always have this vision of like you know how you take a like pile of plastic out of the ocean how it looks sitting there on the beach like all the different colors of the plastic yeah i always have a vision almost if it was like a bowling ball pattern like if you melted down all that plastic mm. what it would look like swirled together and if you could turn it into the lids yeah, like oh, so yeah. if every oh, dope I bottle was it, like yeah. a tie-dye lid almost yeah. Like, yeah like iridescent yeah, yeah exactly you should yeah. definitely talk to brit at recontain she does like ocean waste and plastic art she just she Fire. showed us some amazing stuff she's our only on. problem is the Same fda thing. yeah because they have i don't know that they would yeah. be approved for consumption mm. yeah. but sense. The um, but you know I'm with you. Like that's the whole kind of yeah. thing. And like, the other thing is like we got lucky that this build of bottle is not necessarily like a lot of people at least in Venice have seen it. And yes, it is a simple modern bottle, but they see it and they're like, oh, cool. that's like the dope bottle yeah. shape. Like we have different ones for different sizes, and we use a couple different ones for straw lids or things like that. But yeah. I'm with you. We've we've also like a bunch of people want kind of a see-through little panel in it yeah, to yeah. be able to see how much water is still in it. Definitely. The problem there is like you're talking about sealing and yeah. like the vacuum and like all right. that. But. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, one thing I wanted to make sure we touched on is you guys were a part with Kenny. The uh, I forget what the date was when all the NFL players wore kind of the custom cleats. Yeah. And I know Dope Bottle had, had their cleats. So yeah. in less than like three months in existence, you guys are already on the field in an NFL game. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, we got, you know, that's kind of like Kenny's biggest contribution on these things are his ideas and kind of the way that he, he 
looks at things. I think because of the platform that he has, he has a really cool view on everything, which is like anything's possible. Like you said, like Jesus and Miro is like doable. Mm -hmm. You know, because of yeah. his platform, it's not like where we sit in a like, you know, room like this and bang our heads against a wall trying to figure out how to make it happen. He's just like, cool, let's do it. Yeah. But also that platform is, is helpful. You know, we don't we don't deny that. That's a huge help. And I was personally just so stoked that Kenny wrapped his arms around that among like all the causes he was doing to to kind of push that forward this year. And we got the sponsors um, who helped us do the playing for the planet thing. Yep. So basically for on field initiatives, like he a bottle was donated for every catch, yard, touchdown, things like that. We're hoping to make a bigger thing out of that next year and do kind of like a playing for the planet, maybe a month mm. or maybe a week where a bunch of guys in the league come together. Yeah, and, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we, we thought it'd be really cool to bring to guys because also for businesses, like the cause, it, it's not that expensive to make a lot of them. You know, even if you're a linebacker and you had 100 tackles in a month, yeah, you know, you're talking like a, a thousand dollars well the pga right. tour does like, that all the time with like eagles for you know this cause this week oh yeah, for yeah the yeah. whole year i love any kind of metric driven it's cool you know giveaways that yeah. help fans connect with causes it's an amazing way to just yeah. get the word out and like that kind of platform and like it was awesome having kenny you know want to be a part of that and and the artist did a great job of creating the cleats and it uh it all just kind of it kind of happened, and it was really cool. And um, having that validation really it, it pushes it pushes you forward a lot, and it you know it makes you feel like you're on the right track. With have you guys talked to the the NFL itself or like the Texans about like licensing and like getting it into stadiums? So I have like not. That? So it's always an interesting conversation because that's where you're like they're trying to make money, and we're a nonprofit, so it's like a little right. bit like we would love to be able to do that though. The NFL, the only problem is they just don't, they won't give out their license even if you're a nonprofit. Yeah. So like getting logo stuff in is really tough. One of our biggest objectives, I guess, circling back fully on that is like, we're not in any retail right now and we really want to be, you know, because that's a really sustainable way to shop. Like we have really good. You'll be in retail later today if you stop yeah, by. Yeah, exactly. Stop, yeah. right. Yeah. We would love to basically, so like we have hang tags that go on them and it says, you know, like, hey, this is, you know, on the back it says, you know, you're eliminating twice as much plastic by using this bottle, That's basically. And cool. so, like, it helps people really understand that, like, hammer home that purpose. Yep. We would love to be able to have them in stores and, and create that custom art that goes along with it to, to really drive it home. Yeah, yeah. for sure. One, yeah. one thing I wanted to ask, because we're kind of playing around with these ideas with uh, some good connections we have, some athletes. And, you know, we look at solar as good PR, like green PR, yeah. that someone can almost, like, rebrand themselves. So my question to you is someone like someone like Antonio Brown, like what can he really what can he really do right now? Oh, you know, you if, went really far. You went yeah, really no, we, far. We're gonna, um, you know, something like if Antonio's <laughs> manager, him, you know, if he just called you out on like Instagram and was like, yo, I love this dope bottle. Like, let's do something like I mean, like, look, like, he's going to lay down an entire just, album to it. You know? There's Okay, so he's a different conversation because I don't know that. So take there's someone this, with a really let's bad say someone, contract let's that say someone, fans hate. It's a good right. way to maybe. Uh, yeah, like someone with a Right, exact. That's a better example. Like an athlete who fans perceive to and, not be performing. And not to and, talk kind of like Tannehill a little bit, like the Miami fans. We're kind of like, what is going on with Tannehill? And now it's like, okay, so they like, they like, remorse. that was all like, I think that was all like, that was a little different. So like, we've, the fans all still love him down there. Yeah. There was like, I think Not there was, the, 
the fans, I think, were just ready for a change, yeah. and like it is what it is there. But like the, but yeah, no, like it helps, and like we've talked a lot to people about like that PR benefit of like being the sustainable person in that space because yeah. it comes back to the social media thing of like what are the first three words someone thinks when they hear your name? Mm-hmm. Sustainability is a good word to have in that mix. Yep. So like, you know, we've talked like internally about, for example, if an NBA team. Let's say for Earth Day, you know, the season ends a little bit before it, but let's say they did Earth Month a couple weeks before and they donated a bottle for every point they scored. Yeah. That's going to allow them to eliminate, you know, 100,000 plastic water bottles every year and to be able to put that out in PR and cost wise, they're not really going to spend that much money to do it because they're going to get like really dope water bottles that get distributed out into the community and like the whole thing. Like it's a huge... PR boon for companies. Same thing as what you guys are doing. Like to be able to put it in terms like on our website, on our donate page, like we equate the amount of plastic. If someone, you know, like, so if we had based on our um, goal last year and what we hit, you can eliminate enough plastic water bottles to be the equivalent of like one bottle per person at every Knicks home game for a year. Wow. Nuts. Right. Like, that's crazy. That's a lot of people who come through Madison Square Garden in a season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So They need some good PR right now. Yeah. The New York Knicks definitely. Feel free to hit us up. Yeah. You know, we would love we would love to work with the New York Knicks. A lot less problematic like than Antonio Brown. Playoff series. Yeah. Mediocrity is not problematic, yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Like, yeah. It can be. Yeah. It depends why you're mediocre. But it's interesting to see, like, sustainability yeah. as each day, like, becomes more and more important and more more valuable i know like serena festival thing yeah serena just like created a new sustainable clothing brand like all of these athletes are starting to really look look Mm -hmm. at it i know in golf you know i've done a lot of golf sustainability things especially in las vegas and golf's looked at as a very unsustainable sport you know a lot of water uh you know pesticides all sorts of different things but you know it provides they should check out an nfl game if they think they're exactly and it provides ecosystems <laughs> for animals and it's you know it provides jobs but you know the teas you can use can be made out of bamboo yeah, you know you can yeah, all... sell these instead of water bottles there's a right. lot of ways to get rid of turf so you well, don't water as higher, much a higher ticket item like golf works because like you can actually build the cost in yeah. a little bit but like i think the reason that the sports space is often drawn to what we do and it's like, it's that whole thing that we, I think you and I talked about at the first conversation we had. Sustainability isn't just about the environment. That word means so much more. The environment is a part of that, but it's like in your athletic career, are your diet and exercise in a place where you are living a sustainable way where, you know, you're going to be able to have a long career and then a long, you know, successful life after that. Your relationships, are you, you know, between your friends, your family, are you forming relationships that will last a long time and that allow you to succeed in your job? Are you working a job that allows you to look and say, like, I'm going to be successful at this for a long time and be happy? Right. Yep. The planet is the same way. Like, are we acting sustainably in terms of like, can we live the way we live in our home for, you know, forever? And right. like, that's, we, we firmly believe in like calling the planet our home. Cause I think it really hammers it, ha- no hammers at home for people. But like, showing them like this is this is like our shared space like you know like going back to like living in like an apartment you know when you like treat the living room different than you treat your bedroom Mm -hmm. if you like were getting ready and you leave a couple like 
pieces of clothing that you didn't end up wearing on the bed in your bedroom. That's not the end of the world. Like, you know, the you wouldn't do that in the living room. You wouldn't leave, you know, like your right. clothes all over the couch unless you're a terrible roommate. But which I sometimes am guilty of. So, but like you, you know, like need to treat the earth like a common area. Right? Like you right, need to treat it like a shared it's space. That's a great way to put them. Yep. Like yep. that it it is a common area 100%. that we all share, you know what I mean? Like wherever you are, like you, you know, people like say, like, "Oh, like this is my land." This is my like no, like no it's not. You know, like you have the right to live in the building that you have put on this land. But like it re- the world is a shared space. Right. For all of us and it really is about making sure that we're living sustainably to protect that shared space and like solar looping it all back like solar is taking steps to make sure that your space becomes more sustainable like you're looking at your space as a shared space Correct. like how do yeah. we make our space that we inhabit more positive for everybody else 100 percent. Yeah. i mean that's why even when we were like like naming the company we wanted to it's a great create name. something thanks yeah it's uh we wanted something like the first thing is zane is it I officially we like better earth solar or is it just better earth? it's better just earth. better that's yeah. great because you guys can branch out into like well that's always that's like we're regret like we're not regret like i shouldn't say that but like we're looking at dope bottle right now and we're like uh, talking about making some coffee cups we're like Dope, dope cup isn't the same. Dope like, mug. Yeah, dope mug doesn't quite work, but like yeah. it's still a bottle, like sure. dope receptacle. But like, you know, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, one, no, actually. we no, well, we wanted something that would allow us to expand into other verticals. Um, right. We definitely wanted something that didn't just keep us into solar. You know, there's so many like sunjevity, suncrest, sun, sun run, so, yeah. like everything. Are these is, actual names of solar? Yeah. yeah. Wow, sun awful. grid. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's, yeah. We can that's go really on. bad. Yeah, and and so it's like, like honestly, like the I'm very the abstract names better. It's good. Like, like well, the very first thing that like the design thought was like, I want something. I was thinking about a like tabling at like a farmer's market or like a college, yeah, market, or just like putting something on a t-shirt. I'm like, what's dope on a t-shirt that I someone instantaneously is gonna be like, like I fuck with that. Yeah, it's basically exactly. what the exactly. thought was, right? Yeah, and I was like, well, Earth is our home. Everybody make the earth better. Everybody loves better earth. Everybody that's how we sat around. Earth. That's how we sat around. We were like, okay, yeah, we have to name this thing. We like, I like the abstract names. Like, I think Swell is a great name for a water bottle company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like awesome. Yeah. You know, I love that. But like, we're sitting around. We're like, okay, we had all these abstract ideas. We're like, okay, let's break it down. What are we trying to do? We're trying to make dope water bottles. Yeah, it dope bottle, pretty simple. Yeah. Like it worked, and yeah. like it. Clean. We also wanted it to be light. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, like we're not trying to be this like heavy and like we talked about, I touched a little bit on like right. the whole PETA thing. Yeah. Like I'm not afraid to say like PETA is trash. Like I hate what they do to, you know, this whole thing. Like, did you see their rejected Super Bowl commercial yeah. Yeah. where they like yeah. compared like eating animals and like taking a neater and that it's, they're so tone deaf right? because like there's a way to be that staunch in what you believe and still make it palatable for people. Oh, like sure. You just can't like they're they're like it's cool to actually be like vegan, like being sure. vegan's dope and like there's like a lot of like memes about it and it's funny like the memes are funny but you actually like you feel better and you like make a positive impact on the planet but like PETA has made it into this thing that's not cool. Well, they've made it puritanical. It right, exactly. That. exactly. It's like no one no one likes when people are telling you what to do. 
Exactly. Like, and making you feel bad if you don't, like, acquiesce. That's the whole thing, making you feel bad. Like, right. we're not about be like, shaming people for using plastic. It's like, well, just use this instead. Here you go. Let's look forward, not backwards. It's like Inception. You, know? you want to make it their idea. Right, right. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> but totally. that's what it is. Like, you want to make that happen. But, like, that's a perfect example where, like, we want to make it dope to use a reusable water right. bottle. Yeah. Like, we want to make it fun, cool. We don't want it to feel like, you know, some nonprofits feel like a little bit weighty or a little bit like mm-hmm. like a charity case. Yeah. We never want to feel like that. Like we don't necessarily care that people know we're a nonprofit. Yeah. A lot of people think we're just a water bottle company. I love it. I love that people think we're making money off it. Like yeah, that, there that's you go. a hilarious concept to yeah, me. I, but <laughs> I think you guys should just start sending dope bottles to every big TikTok person. Because hydro flasks, I don't know if you know this. Hydro flasks on TikTok are, are like a, a thing. They're yeah. like a phenomenon. Yeah, no, we're, right? we're so like it's, we it's like want to get into that YouTube. And yeah, yeah, we want to like get into that that like young demographic because also like yeah, just send it to Charlie Demilla. Uh, like I don't, I don't know that, but like I need to get, I guess she's I need like to get live. She's 16 like sixteen year old queen of TikTok. Okay, cool. It's hilarious. But like, <laughs> but what I mean, but actually though, it's like people like that. Like if we changed our routine, like you know when our parents used to leave the house, it was just like wallet keys mm-hmm. we've changed our routine to like phone wallet keys then other people have like changed like phone airpods wallet keys yeah like we need to add another layer it needs to be like water bottle phone wallet keys that. like that's like the kind of like fluency that it needs to have in people's lives and like that's how you do it through those tiktok people 100%. because like when you're young you're you know like you're easily influenced you listen to all these rock stars like all these like 70s rock stars say that they, you know, wanted to be rock stars cuz they watched Elvis and they watched the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and they, you know, stood around and wanted to do that. Right. You know, you look at rappers now who are like I wanted to do what Kanye and Jay-Z and all those guys did. You know, like it it's all about saying like okay, cool, who do these who do these kids like? Who do these kids look up to? And also, that's a good idea of positive PR like you were saying. A lot of parents are like why are you watching this? You know what I mean? Like a lot of kids have to sell their parents on this mm-hmm. content. They have to say, oh no, like I'm watching this person, like they do this. And if they're like, if a kid should, like look, they're like telling us to use reusable water bottles. And like, right. cause the kid has to ask their parent, you know, like a 15 year old, maybe they can, but like usually we'll have to ask their parents to get something like this. Yeah. When they show them the video, it's like, oh cool, this actually makes sense as a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we want those influencers rather than being like, I want a hydro flask just because this person has one. To add that layer, being like, I want a dope bottle because this person has one and it helps other people. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Yeah, cool man. Cool. Where can we, uh, where can we find all your, all your yeah, cool stuff? For sure. So, dope bottle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it. Just at dope bottle. Nice. Um, dope bottle gives g i v e s is our uh, domain. You can hit us there. We've got the shop there. We've got information, contact form. If anyone wants to, you know, collaborate, you can DM us on Instagram there too for that. Um, we're super accessible, you cool. know, like we're, we love talking to people like no matter how small your business is, you know, like we talked about the mad happies and the Jesus and Miros of the world, but like, we're just as stoked to collaborate with smaller businesses. And just, if it's like, you know, a little coffee shop in Stewart, Florida hit us up and was like, yo, we'd love to get like custom mugs made fire. Let's oh, do it. Like any business that wants to collaborate, like we're here to find solutions, not problems. So it's not like Swell or Hydro Flask, which might be like, oh, sorry, if you can't pay this, it's out. Like 10,000 piece minimum. Right, exactly, exactly. Like our, and by the way, I should plug this because it's, 
pretty wild. Our order minimum is 24, and our turnaround time is like two to four weeks. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, well, it's after, like After wild. this, I think we'll have to get some art made and do yeah, we'll have to get, get our whole team. We could actually do bottles. some fire art. I was thinking about it with like yeah. the yeah, well, I love, and stuff. I love this concept. Um, the 360 wraps, they're cool. Yeah, yeah they're super, super cool. cool. Do something. The 360 wraps are fire. They're like a bunch of Pangeos. Yeah, right. Solar exactly. Panels will be cool. But like they, uh, the company, they just do such a good job engraving the art. And then, you know, yeah, like any business that's interested, like we love having those conversations and just anyone who has ideas, like we've all alluded to it. Like we're not scientists, you know, we don't, we don't do that. Like we don't have engineers on the team. Like if there's someone out there who's like, Hey, you should actually like, this is a really cool type of packaging, or this is a really right. cool thing you guys yeah. should be doing. Like, hit us up. We're always down for ideas. Like we compared dope bottle to a group text. Like we started it and now you guys can just talk and converse and figure out how to use it to make dope shit happen. Love it. Well, awesome, I mean, I cool. think I can speak for all of us when we say we're really excited to see where this goes in the future and yeah. to see the, uh, we're stoked to work with you guys. I want to find yeah, ways that we can all like stay linked on all. Yeah, of we'll this. do something yeah, cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll do a lot of cool stuff. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. Episode three. Awesome. awesome. Thanks Max. Appreciate Thank you guys. Episode three. Episode three. We're out. Episode three. Surge. See ya. Good job, Done. Serge.